Welcome back to the Barca Breakdown. My name is Adam. I'm here with Yusuf. What's up, guys? Smash that subscribe button. Adam, take it away. We got some big news because we're talking about Dembele being as close as he can besides the tweet from FC Barcelona that he's signing on, Rafinha and Leeds and how we might get both Dembele and Rafinha this offseason. We're going to talk about Trincao leaving Barca even though he was on loan to Wolves and then we might touch on the fact that Barca are going to place one more bid for Robert Lewandowski. But let's get into it, Yus, because the biggest news that's kind of taken over is the fact that Usman Dembele and the club are in agreement on a deal. Uh, there are allegedly some final details that need to be uh, approved by Alemani, our sporting director, but overall things are looking really good. And this is, uh, I mean, this is the, the most news and the closest we've been to Dembele signing again that we've seen. And the good news is, at least if you're a Barca fan who has been, you know, not too happy with how Dembele has um carried himself or how his agent has been trying to haggle the club is that right his initial salary at Barca was 12 million net euros his agent wanted 20 million net euros and then we offered in December I think seven and a half along with three and a half in variables and now the deal that he is uh you know supposedly agreeing to with the club is six million net with 1.5 million in performance related bonuses so that is incredible right I mean we're getting him at half the salary that we were paying him basically last season and for the last three years where he was injured I've heard that there might be some more performance-related bonuses to really get his salary up closer to the level that he's asking for, but that would require you know a lot of games played and a lot of uh, a lot of output. So I'm happy overall that Laporta has put in you know one he's gotten this deal right he he kind of stood strong and he was able to get Dembele and his agent to kind of acquiesce, figure out that not other no other teams really wanted him as bad as um, Barca did, and you know we now have a more uh, we have a salary in line with kind of what the team is trying to aim for, along with, you know, performance-related variables that I think are very important to incentivize him not just, you know, getting hurt or putting in average performances, but him really proving himself. Yeah, I mean, we definitely are coming into a season where uh, there's a lot to prove. After last season, all the improvements we made, Dembele performed very well for the uh, with the, all the chaos that ensued at the beginning of the season, you know, at the time where uh, he hadn't resigned and they were basically benching him and then uh, Javi decided to play him and whatnot. But um, I think he has a lot to work for. I think he can definitely be worth the money, right? Uh, I, I, it's just kind of funny that he decided, you know, or his agent decided that this whole time it wasn't enough money, it wasn't enough money. We finally got him for the cheapest wages when... Well, he I mean, he's got to fire that agent, man, right? <laughs> I mean, his yeah. agent has to be the worst in the business. Like, sure. the fact that the whole thing was just handled so horribly. I mean, I understand he didn't want to take the deal in uh, December because it would have been a pay cut off of, you know, what he was making at the time. But really, I mean... Just a total butch job on his part. And so I'm I'm happy, like I said. I, I think overall, you know, Yus and I have been consistent in being Dembele fans. We always talk about how he has that it factor, right? He has that factor and that ability to change games. Like, really no other players you think about, you know, let's take uh, El Clasico, right, when he dribbled off. I think against um, Carvajal and putting across that Aubameyang finished for the first goal of the game and just all over that second half of the season he just he was really the only player who could create something out of nothing especially with you know our other kind of it factor player Pedri being hurt and so let's do it use I'm excited yeah. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm all in and that kind of makes it interesting the second part of the news which is that 
the Barca board are really still trying to get Rafinha, even though Chelsea offered nearly, I think, 75 million euros to sign Rafinha from Leeds. Barca are coming in. Like we said, we have that close relationship with our ex-player and uh, Rafinha's agent, I believe, Deco. And, you know, we're coming in with 60 million and it's looking like we're getting closer and closer to having Leeds agree to the deal and us to get Rafinha. And the interesting part is reporters are saying that Barca is interested in both Rafinha and Dembele, which... I'm surprised by, right? Because, uh, listen, I think if we had Rafinha and Dembele, that's great. I think, you know, we can put uh, Rafinha on the left, Dembele on the right, and overall I'd be really happy with those two dynamic wingers. But then you start to think about, there's two kind of ways my brain split about considering the, the rumors and the, you know, what seems like heavily reported that we want both, is that one, you know, how can we get Rafinha, Lewandowski, who I really want this summer, although it depends on how much, uh, you know, if we're going to go for Kunde or another center back, Christensen, perhaps. I mean, it just kind of doesn't make sense to me economically how we can play 60 for Rafinha, you know, 40 to 50 for Lewandowski. Then, you know, if we get Kunde, we're talking another, what, 40, 50. And so it doesn't really make sense to me money-wise how this is possible. But all uh, reports I've seen are that Barca, once we pull the second economic lever that I think should come up here in the next one to two weeks, that we're going to go in for Rafinha as well as Dembele. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to imagine that after all the all the reasons they basically said that, you know, uh, Messi had to go or they couldn't re-sign contracts or we had to defer payments for players. Or or we uh, bought Ferran Torres for, yeah. what, 45 <laughs> million euros. Yeah, so all these things, you know, uh, all the issues and the, the how long it took us to get everything together and make these uh, or d- design these economic levers to generate some income. It's kind of crazy that we would get to the point where now we're, and this was one of my main concerns, is that now we're just going to start throwing money around here. And, you know, we do need these players um, because we definitely need to bolster our attack. And as you saw last season, for example, Ferran Torres uh, couldn't finish. And we need players that can finish. We need but dynamic players that can turn on. Uh-huh. Use my thing here, though, right? Because I, I said there was two ways my brain goes, right? One is economically how we're going to afford everything that, you know, is reportedly. And again, mm-hmm. these reports are always, uh, you know, not true until they're true. But, like, the other side of it is how do we fit Anzu Fati, right? Who mm-hmm. now reports are coming out that he feels really good. A few weeks ago, we covered the fact that, you know, some in the Barca board were worried about him not having surgery and whether he was fit. And, and why did Luis Enrique not play him for Spain? But apparently he's now said, you know, the reports are saying he's fully fit. We have Ferran Torres. We could have Dembele. We could have Rinfinia. We could have Lewandowski. Then there's Memphis Depay, right, who's still on the table. And I haven't seen anything confirmed that he's going anywhere yet. Uh, I think I saw Aubameyang today in training. And so I'm kind of just curious, like, how Barca are going to be able to you know, fit all these forwards, sure. right? Like, can you imagine Ferran Torres and Anzu Fati being on the bench for the whole season? That seems kind of ridiculous to me. Well, yeah, and I can, I can, you know, from watching Javi become the coach he is on Barcelona, a lot of times he started with the same lineups with the attacking front. I feel like with a lot more options, he can kind of switch those out more and give players more time, especially in different competitions, which is one of the things that we struggled with in Champions League, Copa del Rey, and the La Liga, right? Uh, we need to be able to give some of these players rest. So I, I, that was a complaint of ours, is we didn't rotate players enough. They're fatigued. It's harder for them to uh, perform as regularly because they uh, just don't have enough energy. And so I think this will be gi- giving us an opportunity to rotate those players, have fresh legs, and actually score goals. And on top of that... Um, 
it will be good for our team to see players, have senior players that can help the younger guys. And if Fati doesn't perform all too well, he's he doesn't have such a huge burden on his back or um, any other player mm-hmm. like Ferran Torres. And then we can, you know, play other pl- players and things can That's change. That's Mm-hmm. That's a great point, to be honest with you. Ferran Torres and Anzu Fati are still very young, and so I totally agree that 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 there is um, value there. I just, you know, the last thing I'll say is I just worry that we're going to have, again, an abundance of forwards, and, you know, sure. we're not entirely sure how all of them will perform, right? Lewandowski getting older. Rafinha uh, is good, but not, like, someone on, like, the, the world, world-class level. Um, Dembele with his injury woes. Ferran Torres with his finishing issues, right? We have a bunch of players up front, but, you know, there's still some question marks all around. But I'd rather have more options in the back line. And so I would just want to hope that mm-hmm. uh, the board kind of goes for Kunde or goes for another center back to kind of bolster our defense. Um, with let's Clement not forget Malay, our, uh, right officially going yeah. to Tottenham uh, this week. But let's move on. You, s- you know, mm-hmm. we don't want to beat a dead horse here and cover the same topics too much. But Frankie de Jong, there mm-hmm. is more and more news coming out. I think the big news this week is that, you know, the Barca board leaked or uh, what we thought or think that the Barca board leaked Frankie's contract to possibly win, you know, like a public opinion approval uh, battle against Frankie. Because what's happened here, as the numbers have shown, is that Frankie, at the beginning of COVID, basically deferred a lot of his payment for the first, uh, second and third year of his contract to deeper into his contract, right? And so, whereas he might have made X million uh, year two and year three, he made X minus five or x minus 10 million right and so he now has a contract that's backloaded that we have to pay him in the next few seasons well frankie if he gets sold to a different team wants to be paid the wages that he agreed to backload to help the team right and so it's very interesting for me to see kind of the mental gymnastics on uh the anti frankie de young side where people are oh he wants too much it doesn't make sense well you know you got to keep in mind that the reason his his salary looks so high in the next few years is because he's deferred those payments to help out the club and so i think that's the big news along with the fact that frankie seems much more likely to go to chelsea now than manchester united he wants to really play champions league football although i'm still sticking tight to my guns and saying that frankie wanting that money is not going to leave. And I don't say that in a, in a, like making Frankie de Jong a villain. I think it's totally within his right, and I want to see Frankie de Jong stay at Barca, although we had some comments in our last video, used that not everyone agrees that he fits <laughs> our system. Do you have mm-hmm. any just final thoughts, uh, new fresh thoughts about Frankie? New fresh thoughts? Not exactly, but I will say that uh, I think he's doing what's in best interest of himself, and that is important, but he also loves the club, and he plays a lot of minutes. He puts a lot of work into this team. Now, if we were talking about someone like Mtiti who won't leave the team, doesn't get minutes, and is, mm-hmm. was taking absurd Great amount way. of money, yeah, exactly, then I would have a different take on the situation. But I think he bleeds the Blaugrana, and so that I don't, I don't blame this guy. I think he's a young guy. He has a lot to offer, and I hope that he can pr- give it to us in the next few years. Okay, well, let's talk about the next news use, which is that Trincao. Right, who came here and then was loaned out to Wolves is now going to Sporting, and they're going to pay us 10 million euros for him. And then we have, I think, 50% of the rights for a future sale and uh, a repurchase and a buyback option, which is kind of surprising because you know we bought Trincao for more than that. I was hoping he would go for a little bit more on the market this off season, but I don't think he really impressed very much when we got to see him play. 
uh, Komen did not like him very much. And then he, you know, when I saw him on Wolves, I was never really shocked or, or in awe of his performances. So interesting to see him go. Um, yeah. Do you have any thoughts there? I just think we had a bad investment there. I th- there was a string of time Barcelona were purchasing players um, that just didn't really the Bartomeu pan out. days. Yeah, like Malcolm, for example, right? We played him for a couple games, and it just didn't seem to work out very well, and I think this is just... You were a Malcolm a, guy. I liked him. No, for sure. But he wasn't, like, let's be honest. Was he a player you were sitting there like, wow, I want to watch him, or he's going to win us all these games? No. He just wasn't that caliber of player, and Trincao in a similar fashion. He was a little bit slow. Um I'm glad we got rid of him, and I'm glad we're getting some money for him. But uh, you know, it sucks that we took a loss on it, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, unless he blows the world away at Sporting and then gets uh, bought for a lot more, uh, come on. we'll probably <laughs> take a washing there. I yeah. think my final thoughts, use, and I'm I, I'm afraid to say this, okay, because it's so early. I've been watching some Frank Kessie highlights. I Uh-oh. think he's going to be one of your favorite players next season. Wow. Yeah. I'll take How that. How do you feel about that? I'll take it. I'm. Re- I was uh, in our last video. I was already excited about him coming. So listen, I'm all on board. I'm ready to open my eyes to the options that are coming to Barca. You know, this is going to be a fun season, hopefully, because <laughs> you know, in <laughs> comparison to last season, I really do hope we can get some things going. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. We've started a TikTok channel at Barca Breakdown. Again, you can follow us always on Instagram and Twitter. Please hit that subscribe button. If you're on podcast, go on to YouTube.com. Look up Barca Breakdown. We appreciate it so much. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys.